It's 4 o'clock on a Monday, you know what that means, don't you? It's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. Woohoo! Wow, that's loud. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. And today, we're going to listen to some of Taxi's staff's favorite music of the last month. Um, technically, we call it the top 10, but it's not really the top 10. It's just stuff that people and staff heard and went, oh, that's cool. We should put it in the top 10. So let me say a quick hello to everybody in the chat room. I see all the regulars are here. Hello, regulars. How are you guys? Um, and before we start, <clears throat> man, I have been having the hardest time today getting my skin tone just right. Um, what can I say? Uh, I've been messing around with lights, messing around with color balance, uh, just all that stuff. And at the moment, I look a little peaked, but what the hell? So uh, before we start, though, I, I was just in the kitchen grabbing something and uh, here at the office and wanted to show you this. I don't know if I've ever shown you this before or not. <laughs> there you go. At Taxi, we strangle the screeners so you don't have to. <laughs> that is Mr. Xander Schloss, who is kind of the lead guy in the band, the punk band, The Circle Jerks, and a pretty comedic guy. This was probably 15 years ago or so. I was still wearing glasses back then. Anyway, thought you might enjoy that. Um... That is service, yes, that we strangle the screeners for you. Wow, now look at my skin tone. I look like I put on uh, too much of that tanning stuff. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> man, got a little bit of a frog down there, and it doesn't want to seem to come up. Hopefully I won't cough it up during the show. I'll try and be a little more professional than that. Uh, okay, so let me get rid of this screen. Got you guys up in the chat room. So, yes, as I mentioned, today... We are going to listen to, it's called the April Top 10, but it's not like these are the 10 best things we've got. These are just 10 <clears throat> cool things that the staff liked. And the first one is called Red Zone, and it's an instrumental from Mr. Paul Gavin. And remember, we're not rating these, we're not critiquing these. This is just to play you cool stuff because we find stuff that, uh, you know, we like. So here you go. This is an instrumental called the, or called Red Zone. No, the, just Red Zone.
Gotta say, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, somebody was probably uh, in a drum line at some point. I don't know. Or maybe he's really studied drum line stuff, but that was very impressive. Um, that'd be great for a TV commercial, I do believe. Uh, let's see. wonder how many pieces the kit is. I don't know. Is that even a kit, technically? <laughs> yep, lots of uses for that. That, that would be um, really good for like an Apple. Not like that kind of Apple, but like Apple computer commercial. Something with quick cuts, lots of life to it. Anyway, now I see why the staff liked it. Um, let's move on now to a song. This is called Medicine, and it's by Russ Parrish. I got a weakness called body and bone. You are pleased with it, you call it your home. And I've got a sickness called sinful desire. But your forgiveness cleanses my heart. Somehow you know the words to give me strength. Shame runs through my veins You know the words to bring me faith When fear drives me insane You know the words to mend my ways When chaos takes control God, your words are medicine for my soul me 
amazing how something so simple and so beautifully crafted just reached out. I saw you guys commenting in the chat room. Everybody loved it. Um, his name again is Russ Parrish. Great job, Russ, on that. Um, I wanted to mention, I saw people talking about, I think Michael Baldwin said that he just got uh, the vaccine the other day. Uh, everybody who's gotten at least one shot of the vaccine, I'm just curious, uh, type in a plus one. Just curious, not judging, <laughs> just curious. Went to the mall yesterday with my wife. There was something that we had to do at the mall, and uh, it, it was crazy how many people were in the mall yesterday. Um, it was definitely as good as pre-COVID levels, I've got to say. One and done. Plus two, I guess that people who've gotten both. Yeah, I've got I got my second shot uh, Friday. My wife got J and J, and she got her shot on Thursday. Um. Anyway, uh, the one thing I noticed at the mall, other than the fact that there were a lot of people, the Apple Store was just mobbed, uh, which was nice to see. But you could not see fear in the eyes, even though everybody, of course, is walking around with a mask on. Um, last time I was at the mall was probably, I don't know, a couple of months ago or something, and you could just see the fear and trepidation in people's eyes. That was gone. I think people have either just had enough of being behind a mask and trapped at home, or they were just damn happy to be out in the world. Um, anyway, I'm glad that you guys are all uh, getting close. Yes, California's been able to open up more. Yeah, they say it was June 1st or June 15th that the state should be wide open. Um, I'll believe it when I see it. Anyway, uh, oh, I want to show you something else because I know that I've got time to burn here today. I was looking for something before. I don't know if I've ever shown you guys this. This is going to completely mess up my color scheme going on with my skin tone, but what the hell. So um, remember I worked with Neil Young on what became Comes a Time, Russ Never Sleeps, and a third album. Anyway, uh, so one day I was near my old stomping grounds, Criteria Studios, back when I was working with Neil. I think Neil... I think the record was moving to Nashville. I can't remember the circumstance. Anyway, I had a quarter inch of some rough mixes with me, and I asked the mastering engineer, Criteria, who was a friend of mine, if he would um, cut me 
an acetate, which is basically a test record uh, on the lathe where they make the, the lacquers that become, you know, get plated with metal and become the stampers and make the real records. So this is a real collector's item. This is an acetate. Notice that on the back side, there's nothing other than a water stain over here because it was in somebody's basement that got flooded about 30 years ago. This is from roughly 1978, I believe. So there we have, <laughs> and I, I drew in at the time Triad Recording Studios because that's where I actually recorded this stuff, but I used to work at Criteria before that. So let's see, Sail Away, Lost in Space, Captain Kennedy, Going Back in Human Highway. So there are versions on here that do not exist on any record anywhere. Um, I've actually got them on cassette and I've got them on quarter inch as well, but I thought that was kind of cool. Little memento from a very long time ago. Remember washing everything you bought prior to opening? Yeah, I, I still do wash everything. <laughs> we still wipe everything down. My wife rolls her eyes at me. Um, but yeah, you know, now they're saying, of course, in the beginning, it was like, don't touch anything, you're going to die. Man, now I'm green. It's color today, not happening. Anyway, um, uh you know, now they say really hard to get it by touching something. I don't know. <sighs> Your daughter says, wow, what a giant CD. That's funny. Yeah, I'm not even that paranoid. At this point, you know, I've had both shots, and they say that you're like 65% covered after the first injection if you're getting the two-step job. Um I want to go to California Taxi, wear your mask. My <laughs> guess, I pick my nose too much, won't make a difference. I used to have an accountant that I liked. He was a really nice guy, but uh, he would sit here during the meetings at my office. We do a big end of the year meeting where we go through all the profit and loss stuff, you know, figure out the taxes and the bonuses and blah, blah, blah. And this accountant would just sit there, like picking his nose right in front of us during the meeting, all the time. Um, okay, anyway, back to the music. <laughs> Enough of the stories. All right, this one is Lamento Domar by Vince Sachs. Let's have a listen to Lamento Domar. <laughs>
Pretty, uh, pretty cool. Uh, you know those listings that ask for uh, a girl from Ipanema? Perfect for that. Great piece of music, great playing, great production, great mixing. Yay! No wonder the staff loved it. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I'm telling you, I spent probably an hour today on lighting and green screen, all this stuff, but it's constantly changing. I give up. Um, so if I've got hair that looks like little ants are crawling all over my head, just, I don't know what to tell you. Um, anyway, great job on that, Vince Sachs. Um, and now we're going to somebody I actually know and like quite a bit. His name is Avram Topol, um, or Avram Topol. He prefers to be called Ave, and the song is Breathless. Let's have a listen. Vinyl. Feels torn into the room Like a thief in the dark I was over the moon When you took my heart To a world where the rules don't exist what I pull, but with you I can't resist No, I never feel passion like this You leave me breathless Somewhere under the covers 
I was so into it, I forgot to hit stop. Anyway, that was great. That was Ave Topol's song, Breathless. I'm pretty sure that was not Ave singing, uh, unless he was, like, getting hormone injections or something lately. Uh, very, very talented uh, writer. Vocals, sort of like Grace Vanderwall. Interesting. I love Grace. Um, Pre-delay is what gives the perception of depth to your brain. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. You know, honestly, I had a, it was a rough tech day on setup today. Um, I, I noticed that I was getting hearing distortion in quite a few of the tracks, and I like quadruple checked all my levels, checked all my sources by jacking my really good headphones right into the sources and they sounded fine and when I went through I'm playing off my other Mac laptop into my famous Rodecaster um, double checked all the settings on that but I did leave the Aphex Oral Exciter on but got rid of the big bottom boost because it was a little too beefy and some of the distortion I was hearing was in the bottom but when I took off the uh, Oral Exciter it sounded just eh, a little boring so it tends to make things a little sibilant sometimes. I'm not so sure that the mix is really like that. Um, all right. And this one, interesting title. I used to be indie. It's an instrumental by El New Alias. <laughs> I have no idea. El New Alias. <laughs>
Another great one. Um, once again, that's called a used to be indie, and that's by L. New Alias or Elias, depending. Um, I would have made the bass a bit more grungy. You know, I couldn't tell earlier when I was hearing distortion. It was like on some of the songs and not others. Levels were cool, so it wasn't that the levels varied that greatly, or I was overdriving any of the, you know, any of the gain and anything. I, nothing was peeking out. And uh, then I came to the realization, oh, maybe people are just using so many pieces of gear to introduce or, or plugins to introduce distortion. Maybe they're just getting carried away with it. I don't know. Uh, but it's funny because I'd listen to one thing and hear the distortion, listen to the next one, not hear it. Um, I don't know, but not hearing it so much now. So there you go. Wow, this could end up being a very short show today. Uh, we may just have to hang out and chat afterwards. Or we can talk more about how we treat people at Taxi. Yes, we strangle them. All right, next one is called Child of a Giver. And this is by Haley Reardon. Let's have a listen. Child of a Giver.
approach the production and the arrangement on that just I, I thought it was incredibly good um, I wouldn't have thought of that stuff somebody did very curious to know if that was Haley Reardon you know who's the artist on it and the writer or if that was her producer or the two of them working together but just what a, a novel approach very very contemporary um, Ken Messert, I'm going to stop throwing away all of my scratch vocals. You know, got to say, some of the my favorite vocals I've ever recorded on artists that I've worked with were the, the scratch vocals when I said, let's test out some different mics. And I would stick two or three mics up in front of their face and just say, just sing it top to bottom two or three times. Let me get some levels on them. And I would say 80% of the time, the vocals that I got during those warm-up I wouldn't even call them warm-up passes it was level checks those were the vocals that made it to the record so there you go um all right let's see oh I hear somebody out in my hallway I don't like that when I'm broadcasting um I'm too old for that sound I loved it I know I'm old I get it um, you have to appreciate the artistry in there. I love the name of this one. Um, I heard this one earlier. It's called Warm Sock. It's by Kaz Araki. Uh, and it's an instrumental. Lo-fi chill hop.
end, a little weird cutoff on the end. Interesting. Um, yeah, lo-fi is definitely coming into its own very, very much. Um, let's see. Henry Pinckney says to Marianne, I'm new to taxi and writing songs per se. I joined Taxi in March after getting serious about writing with COVID situation. I've learned and been introduced to so much since. Well, good to hear that, Henry. A lot of people are stuck in loving the music they grew up with, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to compete in the contemporary market, you need to know what contemporary sounds like. Um, and this is a great place to do it. This is by Yanni. <laughs> <laughs> I actually love, uh, I don't know that you could technically call that lo-fi chill hop, but uh, I don't know if there was a hop to it or not. Um, if you get a chance, there's a channel on YouTube that was called Chilled Cow up until the beginning of this month. Now it's called Lo-Fi Girl. Um, lo-Fi Girl. And uh, some great music on there. Um, Guy's got a live stream, a 24-hour live stream going, as well as a bunch of channels or a bunch of videos on channels. Um, but the lo-fi stream, you tune in there, and he's got 25 to 50,000 people listening live all over the world at any moment in time. Excuse me. It's supposed to be demographically appealing to the kids today that are supposed to be studying, but um, I, they don't look like they're doing a whole lot. Of, it, it's you know, study beats is kind of a a genre of music if you will not technically but um i don't see a lot of studying going on with these kids it's mostly just hanging out like where are you from oh i'm from hong kong are you a guy or a girl i'm a girl oh really you know so it's kind of like uh i i think it's probably helped a lot of young people keep their sanity and feel social during covid uh there's no question about that anyway check it out uh lo-fi girl yep uh, you'll hear some good lo-fi music on there, unquestionably. Warm Sock would fit right in. All right, uh, this one is called Steps, and it's by this month's featured artist. Her name is Kimberly Townsend. Let's have a listen. wasn't kind but I've shaped myself from what I felt outside it wasn't right but I took the energy and made it mine now I'm working hard to change it but it takes a moment 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 longer than you'd think Spent a decade pushing off the pain All by myself I avoided effort to stay safe Now I'm working hard to change it But it takes a moment, takes a moment Takes a moment, takes a moment Takes a moment longer than you'd think I'm aiming 
to be braver, but it means a layer, means a layer, means a layer, means a layer. All this shield must sink. And I didn't understand how. I didn't understand how you could put one foot in front of the other. The weight of it was not a bother to you. It's how you do it all. Pursue, stay true, refuse to stall. 'Cause I lost grip of the handle. I lost grip of the handle. The way to take the pieces, add them up, to prove to self I'm worthy of the art. My authenticity, my right to feel. Let it rot or wipe it clean. All this debris, I can choose to hide it close or set it free. I'm working hard to change it, but it takes a moment, takes a moment, takes a moment longer than you think. Steps and taking steps and taking steps and taking steps and taking steps that bring me home to me. I'm waking up and breathing deep and taking steps and taking steps and taking steps that bring me home to me. Actually, really interesting. The it had kind of a clock tick tock going on with the guitar, um, and it was the track itself was fairly simple. But listen to all the rhythmic stuff that the vocal was doing, which、uh, Rob and Frederick talked about, and Jai Joseph、uh, also talked about that the last time each of them、uh, was on the show.、Um, It's definitely a thing now、uh, in contemporary music where the tracks are a little simpler,、um, and a lot of the rhythmic stuff is done in combination with the melody and the vocal. And I think it's really cool. I also, I think I'd have to go back and listen again. Plus, I'm listening on earbuds. I should have been listening on real headphones. But、um, the vocal is very intimate. She was very close to the mic,、um, and there was a fairly long pre-delay. With just a hint of reverb on it, so sometimes when she got just a little dynamic, you would hear just this little bounce out there, but really had to look for it. But it was very nicely done. Whoever mixed that actually knew what they were doing. Nice.、Um, wow, you can get a five-string viola. That's interesting. Very interesting. The crowd liked it. 
smoothly relaxing. <laughs> there, there's a quotable quote for the review, smoothly relaxing. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We're moving right along today. I think we've only got a couple more left, right? We do. Uh, two more left. All right. The next one is called Reverie, and it's an instrumental by Matt Bantle. Oh, that's right. It's a beautiful piano piece. That was gorgeous. Um, a little reminiscent, not melodically so much, but vibe-wise of uh, Play Misty for me. Um, really, really beautiful playing. Great piece. That, again, was Reverie by Matt Bantle. I don't know why I think Matt might be Australian, so he may not be watching the show live. Um, but I hope he knows that he was on the show today. Um, and this next piece is called Love, Peace, Happiness, and it's by Maurice Griffin. And this one's definitely not mellow, but very cool. Heard it earlier when I was testing my levels. 
So let's have a listen to that. Love, Peace, Happiness by Maurice Griffin. Enjoy it. Horns, hit me! Freaking awesome. Our members are so talented. A lot of work went into that track. Wow. Uh, I love it. Uh, 
I've never heard of this member before, Maurice Griffin, but I have a feeling that libraries are going to be fighting over signing his stuff. Um, just incredible. Great playing on every instrument, great mix. Um, everything about it worked. Yo, Alex Dillon comes in with a big wow. And you are so correct. Major production. Um, yep, everything about that was just firing on all cylinders, as they say. All right, so I could end the episode early today because now we've heard everything. Um, we can hang out and chit-chat a little bit. Uh, let's see. I wonder how much it costs to make this. No idea. Depends. If it's a lot of guys in a band that normally play together, um, maybe not so much. If you had to go out and hire players for everything, maybe a lot. I don't know. I'm so dying, but I can't do it. I, I just so badly want to play you that vinyl of the Neil Young stuff. Um, Robin Frederick is fine. I uh, just got an email from her over the weekend. Uh, yep, that was 10 pieces already, Barian. Yep, that was all 10 of them. That's because I wasn't chatting a lot between them. Um, would I share some music I've been working on? I haven't been working on any here. I'd be more than happy to share it. Um, yeah, Taxi is my other wife. I don't really have time. I, I, I love now playing with uh, Logic Pro, uh, and I have yet to be able to sit down and do anything really serious with it just because I'm so busy with Taxi. Um, replay my favorite from that list. There were several, 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 several. Uh, I, I would say overall from, you know, a a writing, a performance, an engineering, a production um, arrangement, that last one. Um, but I heard so many others that I thought were really, really great. So hard to pick a favorite. Um, I like different ones. Different ones would be my favorite for different reasons. Um, I see Michael Baldwin asking about Road Rally 2021. Still too early to tell. I will be very honest and open about it and tell you all the things that are factoring into it. Number one is what will the state of California tell us we can and cannot do? Um, number two, everybody's asking, are we going to do a live road rally this year? Um, and I would certainly love to. The question is, how many people that are saying it will actually show up? And then what if the state says, oh, sorry, you have to have half the number of people in the ballroom. So what if we can only put 500 people in the ballroom uh, and we get, you know, 2,000, 2,500 people showing up for the road rally and normally the ballroom would hold 1,000 people, maybe even 11 or 1,200 with, you know, SRO around the walls as they always do or 100 people standing in the doorways. Um, what, how upset would people be if they fly here from other parts of the world or even you know far away in the in the United States and they come and they can't be in the ballroom to hear some of the panels they want to hear because the state doesn't allow it so that's an issue that one for me is a deal breaker um, and I don't know what if the state says we can have a thousand people in the ballroom 
Honestly, I was heartened by the fact that when I went to the mall this weekend, that a lot of people were out and about. The mall was pretty much as busy as it would have been pre-COVID, which I was really happy to see. Um, but I, I have a feeling people will be comfortable by then. Obviously, I think that we would still be required um, to have masks. Um, I'm, I don't want to play vaccination police. Like we have to, you know, when you come in and register for the road rally, you have to show us proof of vaccination. Not a fan of that idea. Um, and even if I was a fan of that idea, how the hell do we know that somebody just didn't take, you know, their boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, mother, whatever, their, their vaccination card and scan it and uh, doctor it up a little bit. Um, you know what? I've got to make it cooler in here. I think my air conditioner clicked off. I'll be right back. Until then, see if you can count the number of knobs on that console. I'm back, and I'm a completely different color than when I left. <laughs> uh, have I heard from Bill Gordon? A few months ago I did. Um, what's the deadline date to decide? Hopefully, you know, by May 15th, I would like to know. Um, Ella Vendi? What the hell is Elevendi? Um, so uh, let's see, what other things? Uh, what about classes? Are we going to have a limit to the number of people that can go to classes? Um, 1176. <laughs> what? Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other things. You know, and I wouldn't blame people for being nervous that everybody's flying in or driving in from somewhere. Um, at the moment, you know, like California's got really good numbers. Um, other cities may not. Other countries may not. Um, I just heard earlier today that Turkey uh, is having a real problem. A couple other European cities are having problems. So I, I don't know. I just don't know. Um, what, was that a console that I worked on? No, um, that's actually a Neve, and that is at Westlake Studios in Hollywood, um, the studio that Michael Jackson did Thriller and many of his other records. Um, I've worked on consoles similar to that. I've worked on uh, SSLs a lot, which are fairly similar in layout and size and all that stuff. Um, mandatory vaccination documents. How do you know they're real? Um, how do you know? And I, I don't want to be the vaccination police, you know? Oh, and then here's the biggest issue with vaccinations. We don't control the hotel. We do pretty much take it over, but we can't have somebody at the front door, the lobby of the hotel. Um, you know, we've got taxi members milling about all over the hotel, in elevators, escalators, um, in the lobby bar, in the restaurant, in the lobby itself, in the hallways, in the restrooms. 
how do we know that a plane full of people from some country that's got a lot of infection going on, that those people aren't flying into the hotel and co-mingling with taxi members? Um, when does a pandemic end? I don't know, but that sounds like a setup for a really funny joke, Cass. <laughs> so, you know, even if I wanted to check your vaccination, it kind of reminds me, though, of, you know, you know, living in a communist country uh, where a car pulls up and a guy comes out and says, let me see your papers. I don't know. But even forgetting the, the political aspect of it, it's just there's we could check vaccination records for every single taxi member and their guests that come to the road rally, um, but not those other people coming to the hotel. It's a public place. Um, Dan Weber, did the automated consoles push the faders and pots physically during playback or did you just save and record mixing scenes digitally? Um, it actually, believe it or not, uh, some of the, there was a thing called flying faders that were on a lot of Neves. SSLs did not have moving faders back when I used them from like 83 until something. I don't know. Last time I was on an SSL was probably like 96 or something. Um, anyway, so no, it, it would just remember where, what all the settings were. And then you would pull it up and you would push faders up and turn knobs until they matched on a screen. Basically, it was just like a, not even animation, but just, you know, like a knob that was red. You turned it and when it turned green, you knew you were at the, at the null point and that's where you set it. But even though you did that, it never sounded exactly the same. Uh, Joseph Alonzo, in the house, how are you? Yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, who knows? It could be that 60 days from now, they go, you know what? We've reached herd immunity. It's not an issue. Your masks can come off and people don't have to worry about it. Uh, I live for that day and hope that that happens. I don't think it's going to happen. But, you know, here's the other thing. As I mentioned the other day in one of the quarantine happy hours is that could happen on October 1st. Unfortunately, I can't go on October 1st go, yeah, let's do the road rally in person. So I, I've got to plan it either virtually or in person. And here's another issue. What if we're only allowed to have a road rally where only 500 people can come? Um, sponsors aren't going to want to sponsor for the same dollars that they would if 2,500 people come. So if I don't have those sponsor dollars, then who's going to pay for the road rally? Because it's really expensive to put one of those on. Uh, you can't even imagine how expensive it is. So um, make mandatory taxi masks. <laughs> oh yeah, you can still find SSL manuals on the web. Uh, universities are opening up again and quickly closing up as they realize their big mistake. <laughs> and ain't the only mistake big universities are making. Um, <laughs> there you go, taxi isolation cube on their heads.
California will make it illegal to exhale. That's true. And inhale, because it takes both. Um, rally at the KOA. I love it. Assuming you mean Campground of America, right? Um, we just had three counties. Where are you, Ken? Go back into... Go, go back a phase. Numbers are going back again. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We do the entire road rally on the roof of the hotel on the helipad. I, I, I right now I'm calling it fifty-fifty. I just don't know. Um, you know, if by some act of God we get to like June 1st or even maybe as far out as July 15th, excuse me, and it, it's looking really good, we could do, you know, and then there's another issue is there may be some panelists that may not want to come to an event uh, that's in person because they know that when the panels are over, they're surrounded by 50 people all handing them CDs and shaking their hands. I mean, we can make rules all day long. People won't follow them. Not all people will follow them. Some will. Who knows what the numbers stand for on a helicopter pad? I don't know. Um, I know that runways all have an individual number. The helipads, uh, tell us, Cass. I'm curious because you know I love anything that flies. Tonnage, really? That's interesting. So my ex-mother-in-law couldn't land on any helipads is what you're saying. <laughs> That's just a, a mother-in-law joke. She actually wasn't heavy. She had other issues, but she wasn't heavy. <laughs> it's funny. I was flying my drone over the weekend, and... Uh, I've got a, uh, what do you call it, like a little mini helipad made out of nylon, you know, a little flexible hoop, and it's about two and a half feet wide. And if you start the drone out on there, uh, once you launch it, it goes up to about two and a half, three feet high. And then the controller talks to you and it says, um, start point memorized in so many words. And I fly this thing at about 200 feet about a mile and a quarter from our house over to a mountain and fly around the mountain looking for coyotes and deer and whatever and then press a button return to home and it comes all the way back from there and lands either on the little orange helipad thing in my backyard or very close to it i mean it's never landed more than a foot off of it but the yesterday it was landing um it was was probably a foot or 18 inches off the little fake helipad. And I got a message on the controller that says, can't land here, rough terrain. The grass is rough terrain.
mother-in-law jokes. I think they, they went out of style with Henny Youngman, right? Um, I don't have a pilot's license for my drone. I was actually registered with the FAA for other stuff that I fly, uh, but this drone is under the weight that you need any sort of license or FAA registration. Let me see. See if I can pull up any of the shots from yesterday. All right, so here's the drone sending me picture on its way. Whoa, look what's going on there. <laughs> sending me shots on the way over to the mountain. And here's some pretty mountainous footage looking for those coyotes, but didn't see any yesterday. But it blows my mind that something, I, the drone is smaller than my phone. Um, and this is like a medium-sized phone. It's not particularly large. The drone weighs under a half a pound. Um, and uh, it, it just blows my mind that something that's 500 bucks and weighs under a half a pound, and it's perfectly stable in the air. It, it's mind-blowingly stable. And I can fly it all the way over that mountain and do whatever I want and then just press one button and it comes right back to me. <sighs> yep, it's the new green screen, the only green screen. <laughs> oh, if you want a drone, I can tell you, you want a DJI Mini 2, not the Mini, not, it's got to be the DJI Mini 2. Trust me, you will love it. I've owned probably 10 different drones at this point, and I love that one. Actually, I should have uh, uploaded some of my drone shots. I could have used them um, for background. Yeah, Michael Bruce Miller, you will absolutely love the DJI Mini 2. Um, 25 minutes of battery time on that thing. I mean, obviously, if you're flying into a strong headwind, uh, you'll get a little less, but uh, I never leave it. I, I This thing, most drones nowadays are smart enough that it automatically calculates how far away it is from its start point and knows how much battery it's got. So if you run low on battery, it will turn itself around automatically, come back and land from where it took off um, before the battery would die because nothing worse than a drone just falling out of the sky. Although this one is so incredibly light, if it dropped out of the sky and hit you on the head, you'd go, ouch, and that would be about it. Yeah, Mavic 2 is great. It's also a lot more money than the, the Mini. Uh, the Mini 2, I'm telling you, the Mini 2 is the way to go. I think there's any other fascinating drone footage that I've got on here that I can show you. 
That's <laughs> so funny. The green on the football field is showing through the console. Anyway, yeah, that was from a couple hundred feet up of, uh, and I was probably a quarter of a mile away from the football field at that high school. So give you a sense of, this is probably around 200 feet in the air. Oh man, this is hard to show the green screen. Uh, people don't even know it's above them. It's so little and it's so quiet that uh, people are unaware. I mean, I guess technically you could use it to spy on people, you know, hanging out. Uh, we had a problem with one of our neighbor kids who's in his 20s that lives on our block was flying his drone over our backyard a couple of years ago when uh, one of my daughters and her girlfriend were out in the backyard tanning. So I had to go have a talk with that little pervert. Yeah, that's it. No more amazing drone stuff. Yeah, it's very quiet. Once it gets up over 100 feet, uh, you can't even hear it. It's still hard for me to believe that something can... It, technically, this thing can go six miles. Um, 6.2 miles, I believe. But it just blows my mind to think that it could go a mile and just come back. Yeah, you know, I could load those clips <laughs> into Wirecast. Uh, I'm just not so sure that that's what the point of what we do here. But if you guys are really bored one day in quarantine, I'll do it. Yeah, Shirelli's always telling me because he lives like four houses away from us and I, I have flown over his house, but he always tells me, if I'm outside, you fly that thing over my house, I'll be really pissed off. I'm always tempted to call him and go, Rob, go outside. A great subject for QHH. Yeah, don't miss tomorrow's quarantine happy hour right here, same time, 4 o'clock, because um, I am going to continue the discussion on AI for ANR. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and if you weren't here the other day and don't know what we're talking about, let's not talk about it here because it's just not the right time and the right place. But be back here tomorrow because we will have a more in-depth discussion. Uh, how about a drone tour of Taxi's offices? Yeah, only about half of us are here at the office still. Um, technically, I think we could all be back now, but I'm not pushing anybody to come back. I'd like everybody in the staff to be vaccinated so that nobody else would feel uncomfortable. Uh, one or two people on the staff may choose not to get vaccinated. Of course, I've got no power whatsoever over their lives. Um, I don't even think I could demand it on a business level, but um, I just want the staff to feel comfortable. But I've been coming in now. I think this is week number three for me of coming back full time. And I feel fine. Um, not Well, of course, then again, I've had two injections. Um, I don't still understand how people don't know to turn their cell phone sideways to take proper videos. I do not know. 
Thanks, Michael Baldwin. Good to see you, buddy. Yeah, you can change the aspect ratio on the drones. Um, you can do a lot. The cameras on the, even this little cheapy, um, you know, 500 bucks ain't nothing, but it's certainly not, you know, one of the $1,500 to $15,000 drones. And it does so much. And the camera is, is way more camera than I will ever use. You can, you know, just put it on auto, which I do. I've messed around a little bit with uh, manually changing the settings and it's incredible. Um, yep, 4K video. Nancy Kalel, working on my elevator speech. One of my songwriter uh, sounds like or wheelhouse comparisons is Carla Bonoff. Are you familiar with Carla Bonoff? Uh, yeah, it's been a long time since Carla Bonoff has gotten a lot of notoriety. Uh, spare $500 looking into a different microphone. Good choice. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap it up early. Um, I, you know it's bad when a music show is talking about drones, but uh, you know what? Let's close it out. Let's have one more listen to the most up-tempo song and emotionally upbeat song of the day. Let's listen one more time to Maurice Griffin's Love, Peace, Happiness, and we'll close it out with that. All right, see you guys tomorrow at 4 o'clock right here. Same time, same channel, different topic. Let's
Wow. That's awesome. I love it. All right. Congratulations again to Maurice Griffin for doing a great song. See you guys tomorrow for Quarantini Happy Hour. If you're not a subscriber to this channel, look, I'm doing this like a used car salesman. If you're not a subscriber to the channel, please hit the red button and subscribe. Give us a like so YouTube likes us better. And I will see you manana right here. Same time, same channel. Bye-bye.